you're listening to Content Academy for another week. Welcome back. Um, this is the place, you know, to talk about different forms of content. We're learning, we're discussing, we're dialoguing. Uh, I know how we feel about them. Talking about a lot of feelings, how we feel. Um, I'm here, I'm, I'm Josh, I'm here with Georgia. A uh, bit of a different format this week. Um, Alex is gone. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, this week's episode is brought to you by Clinkedin. Uh, it's a social networking platform, um, but it's kind of it's kind of different. Um, Georgie, you want to kind of get into how it's different? Sure. So you're probably familiar with other, um, you know, uh, networking platforms uh, that can't really name for legal purposes, but you can stay connected with colleagues and post jobs, um, you know, and it's kind of like a social media for, for work, essentially. So LinkedIn mirrors that in that it's it's pretty much social networking and um, business networking for criminal associates. Your unsavory types. Your unsavory fellows, your con men, your your you know mafia, uh, yeah, you know, members, um, that those kinds of types, absolutely. So this um, is a so way to kind yeah. of keep up your your uh, connections that you made uh, while in the clink, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way to, and that's it's not just for that though. You can also look for jobs. Um, mm-hmm. not job jobs, but like, um, crime you know, jabs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can talk about, you know, if you're putting a team together for one last job, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can search for different people by their expertise, mm-hmm. you know, expl- mm-hmm. you need an explosives expert, go to LinkedIn. Boom. Um, you need a lock pick. Do you need a getaway driver? Great place for getaway drivers. Yeah. Uh, and the flip side of that, you can, you know, when you've, you're filling out your profile, you can do, you know, how, you can list how many jobs you've done or maybe some higher profile, you yeah. know, things you've been a part of, uh, what your expertises are. And you can get, you know, alerts for like, you know, if someone needs a getaway driver, yeah. you can get an alert for, you know, weekly weekly job postings and i will say this clinkedin is on the dark web you need a tor browser to get to it it's dot onion but i will say uh, probably one in every five profiles on there is an undercover cop so that is something mm, to look out for yeah now i've seen that some people are offering a service of they can they they say they can identify which profiles are undercover cops. Now about one in three of those profiles are <laughs> undercover cops. And Clinton is not responsible if you get caught by an undercover right. cop. Right. It's we have to say that. I mean, you eventually kind of get to be able to spot those, because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 you're a good criminal, you know how to spot undercover cops. Exactly. Um, they're the ones in the Punisher t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. So that is Clinkton. Um, 
we have a great episode for you today. Um, so it's it's just us two today. Alex okay. said that um, he's going to be a little out of pocket for a little while. He said his words were he was um, casing a joint. Um, not sure what that means. Uh, isn't joint like w- weed slang or something? Is that what children are calling He's... marijuana yeah. these days? <laughs> Is that like gave me a Maria Bamford voice? <laughs> I guess it was. Um, yeah, no. so he's like smoking a lot of. I, not, no, probably not. It's probably some other thing. Um, it's probably something entirely unrelated. Entirely sure benign and innocent. Yeah, he did say something about wanting to experience the lifestyle or get firsthand experience. Yeah. So, but I'm sure he's fine. Not sure what that means. Um, maybe it's. You know what? I bet. It's something having to do with um, sea monkeys, because he was really curious about uh, your yeah. sea monkey convention. Yeah, yeah, there is one in Europe going on right now that I could could make it to. So I bet that. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. The one in uh, Bern, Switzerland. Yeah, and that would explain why he was sending his texts at like weird hours. Because oh he yeah, time he's on Bern so. time. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so that's probably what it is. Um, yeah. Maybe joint is just slang for sea monkeys or something. Um, but we wanted to. Um, we we still have content to academize. <laughs> is that a word? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have academy to content. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I wanted to kind of go over a few interesting cases that I had found of con men from the 1850s um that was it was an interesting time you know um Mm -hmm. it was and i think people's brains worked differently back then not to say (laughs) people were stupid per se Uh um although i mean there are stupid people in every age but just just the fact that like you could send someone a letter and maybe not get a response for like weeks, months, or even years. And you just kind of mm-hmm. had to live with that. I know. Like, what if you just got left on red? Yeah. And then suddenly a year later, you're like, oh, dang. Yeah. This is my letter from my cousin. <laughs> he's alive. He's he, alive. He's, yeah. a, he's a colonel now. Wow. Um, yeah, or you think it's your red. you think it's your brother. It's true. Um, right. So yeah, it was an interesting time. There were a lot. There was a lot of fraud going on. A lot of cons. It was a time of you know there. There was a lot of great. It was great upheaval back then. There was a lot of wars going on. You could go. Of times it was the worst of times. Exactly. Um, yeah. You could go like your brother could go fight in a war and then come back. With all these medals, we'll kind of get... And not an arm. Yeah, (laughs) missing several limbs. Uh, But the first person I wanted to talk about was this guy named C.L. Blood. (laughs) Charles Lewis Blood. Great name. The name is what drew me to him, honestly. Like B-L-O-O-D Blood? Yeah. Wow. 
um, he would st- kind of stylize himself as a doctor. He was he never had like a medical <laughs> degree or anything, but he Dr. would just call Blood. himself, you know, Doctor CL Blood or CL Blood MD. Uh, and what he would do is he would sell what he called oxygenized air, which, if you can't just oh, no. guess, it's just laughing gas. Um, which was kind of a oh, new thing. I was thing. Just thinking it was going to be air. Air. Just... Yeah. I mean, why not? Well, I mean, but it basically is. Better. It basically is. I mean, yeah. people were gullible back then, but they weren't that gullible. <laughs> you needed to have a little something yeah. going on. Um, I see. So he developed an interest in laughing gas, nitrous oxide. Mm-hmm. Um, he learned about how to make it from this guy that he met and then obviously claimed it as his own invention. Wow. Called it oxygenized air, said it was a cure for diseases of the throat and lungs. Um, he set up a business in Boston, uh, and he would take out these huge uh, full-page ads um, talking about how it could you know, cure all the diseases of the blood. Um, Wicked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to have some uh, oxygenized air? Um, so I apologize to all our listeners from Boston. <laughs> That's all I know of you. There are many, many listeners. <laughs> I know we've got a big fan base there. Uh-huh. Um, he would also sell the rights to use his oxygenized air in other states. Um, That's so, where the money is. Yeah, exactly. He was making pretty good business, and he kind of moved, you know, like all con men, he would move around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually had this one kind of scheme where there was another there was another doctor, Dr. Jerome Harris, who, and this was funny, he started using something called super oxygenized air. Oh. So he kind of like one-upped the oxygenized air. This ooh, ain't no, ooh. this ain't your normal oxygenized air. This super oxygenized. Super oxygenated. Um, wow. Was it any different? Do you know? Well, no. He was just calling it super. No, it was the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, Harris okay. was an actual doctor, although, ah. I mean, that doesn't really count for much. He's still just selling laughing gas. But, <laughs> so, obviously, the blood Dr. Blood couldn't let this stand. So, obviously. what he does is he has a friend of his go and visit Dr. Harris, and then as soon, and he requests the super oxygenized air, and as soon as it's administered, uh, Carvel starts frothing at the mouth and rolling on the floor um, for about an hour. Oh, and eventually no. he leaves. And so, and then um, he has Carvel sue Dr. Harris. Mm-hmm. And then and uh, Dr. Blood makes this huge to-do of taking over the care of Mr. Carvel and using his oxygenized air to bring him back to full health. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. There's got to be a name for that kind of con. Blackmail. <laughs> Is it, though? Well... like, how, how aware was Dr. Harris of the fraud, fraudulent nature? Well, of... so Harris wanted to settle, apparently, but his lawyer mm-hmm. said, no, don't do that because it's blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Got it. So Got it. I think this was around the, the time uh, 
Dr. Blood's reputation kind of started to ta- to catch up uh, with him. Yeah. He started to run into some tax evasion issues, as Not a lot of these conmen do. Yep. Uh, yeah. He wouldn't stamp his patent medicines correctly, which is a big no-no, apparently. Don't oh, know what okay. any of that means. I'm a millennial. I don't know what stamps are. Um, <laughs> so... Um, yeah. And then we get into the murder of Hiram Sawtell. Um, oh, I so- did want to mention real quick. Uh, you can buy, like, oxygen in a can. That is a thing. Oh, okay. I bought a for mountain climbing. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's just like like an aerosol kind of can. Uh-huh. And, you, like, it comes, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, there's kind of like a mouth kind of part to it. And okay. Just, like, like and you breathe it in. It well, there's all there's also whippets. <laughs> Have you heard of those? It's like no. where you basically um, huff the air from like a whipped cream thing. Okay, okay. I think it's basically the same as laughing gas. I'm huh. not sure, but apparently that's great fun. <laughs> that's um, thing. So. We then we get into blood is starting to get into his actual namesake crimes. Oh. Um, so he met a guy in prison, uh, Isaac Sawtell. So it was the prison before or after the oxygenated air? This is after the oxygenated air. So he um, went to prison. He went to prison. He had a brief stint in prison for tax evasion. I don't know how it was for something. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, no, actually, he was turned over to state police for a charge of defrauding by false pretenses. A lot of this stuff, it's like, don't know what it what means. Is that? Yeah. What is that? Typical okay. criminal stuff, I assume. Yeah. Um, but so he meets Isaac Sawtell in prison. And mm-hmm. Isaac's like, so I got this brother. He's got a fruit stand. And he's got a real nice house. And I'm a thinking, fruit stand. I, he has a fruit store, and apparently it's nice. So Isaac is re- when Isaac is released from prison, he had four rape convictions. Apparently, <laughs> Isaac is released. He goes to stay with his brother Hiram. You know, it's, he has a nice house, mm-hmm. uh, successful business. Isaac's plan is he kidnaps Isaac's daughter, his niece, l- brings her out to uh, the countryside somewhere lures out Hiram, forces Hiram to sign over the rights to his estate, and then, you know, question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, but that was basically <laughs> his plan. Uh, they they do, and he enlists blood to help. Uh, mm-hmm. The plan instantly goes wrong. Somehow, Hiram gets, Hiram, they end up shooting Hiram four times, and they cut off his head and arms. And bury his extra. Yeah, well, they bury his torso in a shallow grave. Uh-huh. Um, so, and then uh, blood gets spotted by a hotel manager a few days later, and he's carrying a bag of clothes and then a like a bundle wrapped in newspaper the size of someone's head. So, uh-huh. were those the words of the hotel manager? <laughs> yes, it, it basically was. So I. Uh, about the size of a head. About the size of a head. Isaac is brought into custody pretty quickly. 
Um, mm-hmm. At first, he says that blood is involved, but then he says that blood was just hired to write like the legal documents for his brother to sign over everything to him. Oh, okay. It's kind of uh, un unsure just how involved he was but i mean the guy was yeah. seen with a with a bundle wrapped in newspaper the size of a guy's head what else could that yeah. be and the bottom of the thing was kind of red and dripping <laughs> yeah <so>. exactly <laughs> i mean but yeah. i mean it's it's another it's another example of nominative determinism at work you know you name somebody blood right. he's gonna end up a criminal I was actually thinking about that last night because I went to school with a young man whose last name was Nurse, and um, <laughs> last I heard he was in medical school to become a doctor. Okay, so it's yeah. kind of in the same direction at least. Yeah, well, Doctor Nurse. Doctor Nurse. All, I mean, and I've heard of you That's know Doctor so Doctors and yeah. you know that kind of thing. So determinism, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So that's C.L. Blood, Dr. C.L. Blood. There's a lot of pretty funny, uh, like, newspaper articles about him from the time where they put, yeah. like, doctor in quotes. <laughs> they talk about I would. Oxygen I was also blood. picturing the air that he's selling is just in a mason jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my first, like, mental image. That would kind of be the, yeah, the stereotypical jars. con man. Dr. C.L. <laughs> Blood's oxygenized air good for what ails you yes um so the other i had two people the other person that i want to talk about is the guy named gregor mcgregor he was born in 1786 he is a scottish soldier adventurer and con man so his big thing was multi-hyphenate multi-hyphenate yeah wow um he's an autodidact (laughs) an autodidact yeah, is that, that just is means that... self-taught. Okay, got it. Wow, that's even more of a multi-hyphenate. Yeah. Uh, so hit Gregor McGregor's big thing was the military. So the military has always been a great way to basically enrich yourself, uh, to trick people, to do crimes. <laughs> Some of the greatest criminals in history were military guys. Um, Jesse James. Jesse James. Uh, Dick Cheney, uh, George H.W. <laughs> Bush. I went from like the 19th century and then you went all the way to like 20th and 21st yeah. century. Yeah. Nothing you know. really important it was, happened it was pretty between much Jesse James to Dick yeah. Cheney. Everything was kind of fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess you could throw in Ted Bundy in there. Um, in the military though really oh i guess yeah not i was thinking just crimes in general there weren't really many notable crimes between then okay yeah no it was all just yeah but anyway um so yeah gregor mcgregor he he liked military stuff he liked the fancy outfits they wore that he liked that he loved titles too and i mean if you like titles, 19th century was the time for you. You had... Also just the military. And military stuff. Yeah, they had the fancy hats. They had epaulets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, McGregor, um, he joined the British Army 
at the age of 16, the youngest age it was possible to do so. And Was he possibly lying about his age also? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, but that is a thing that you would hear about a lot. And it's oh, like, yeah. it's like, really? People would do that? It's like, I guess that's kind of just like a mark of the 180 that our culture has taken since then. It's a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, because can you imagine like being 13 years old and maybe like your dad's going to war or yeah. your older brother is. And meanwhile, you're stuck on the farm. Like, I don't know, churning butter. Yeah. Or like mucking out a stall and all you're sold is this propaganda of this is going to be the best adventure ever right and we're going to kill you know whoever they've made out the bad guy to be which will always be villainized yeah that sounds amazing and you know you've never seen a movie or read a comic book in your life <laughs> that's so, so true so you're like heck yeah i'm, I'm 16 it's got to be a rude awakening like you think your life is hell and military life sounds great. You're mm -hmm. going to be a hero instantly. You're going to mm -hmm. get all these women and treasure. You're going to get a gun. A gun, yeah. And then yeah. you join the military and you find out, oh, no, my life before was basically heaven. And this is hell. Yeah. yeah. And my gun only fires like 10 feet and half the time it blows up in my face. And it only shoots once. <laughs> and then I have to load it for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, anyway, back then, basically, you could just buy ranks in the military. Um, so his family bought him a commission as an ensign. Um, wow. And he got into... So he this was during the Napoleonic Wars that was going on okay. again. Okay, yeah. Um, they were defending against a possible French invasion of England. Um, mm -hmm. It was a, I mean, it was a rough time for England. Um, Napoleon was was going hard. Um, he bought a, he had less than a year of training. He was promoted without purchase to lieutenant. So this was like the only promotion that he actually earned. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. After that, he bought another promotion. Um, he married this this gal named Maria Bowater. And she was so connected. She was the daughter of an admiral. She was oh, related man. to two other generals and a member of parliament. So he was in now. She was kind of an influencer, if you will. Absolutely. She was an influencer. Right. He's, yeah. So he's 19 at the time. Uh, he get, They get a place in London, living with mm -hmm. his wife's aunt. Uh, and then he joins the 57th Foot Regiment. And gets sent to Gibraltar, buys the rank of captain for 900 pounds, which is probably a lot of money back then. A lot of money, yeah. Um, usually it would it would take seven years to get the rank of captain, but he you, yeah. or you can just buy it for 900 pounds. Oh, he came from a family of means. It sounds like yeah, he was able to buy all. That well, he's stuff. getting a lot of money from his wife now. Okay. But, but it's basically pay to win. It's like you can either grind yeah. XP. <laughs> For seven years or you just pay you know silver yeah. or whatever yeah um yeah. so things don't really go well for him in the 57th foot regiment he gets into an argument with his officer and then uh basically mm -hmm. asks to be discharged and they kick him out but the funny thing is like a year after he leaves the 57th foot regiment 
they start getting into all these successful battles and they get the nickname the, the diehards oh man so he kind of misses chance there but you know it doesn't really matter because he just says that he was part of that anyway <laughs> and no one really yeah, I think he just ride on the coattails basically he just yeah. doesn't mention that he left a year before all that happens what are they gonna do fact check him exactly that would take years that would take so yeah. at, at this time, there's a lot of colonial rebellions going on in South America. Um, okay. So that is kind of where he starts. Uh, he's like, okay, so maybe I just go down there, hook up with some of these revolutionary generals. Because a lot of people mm -hmm. were doing that at the time. Um, you know, you get, okay. you get, they, they are desperate for people. And for uh -huh. like British people, and so you go down there, they promote you to like general, maybe you fight yeah. in some easy battles against these uncoordinated, you know, South American people, so they would seem. And then you come back with like, and you get all this land and treasure and yada yada yada. So he's like, okay, sounds like easy money. He's also right. getting even more and more obsessed with like ranks, and see, he starts uh -huh. calling himself Sir McGregor Bart. Uh, Bart is how you um, shorten baronet. He calls himself a oh. baronet, whatever that okay. means. Another one of those weird 19th century titles, you know. It means nothing anymore. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. but then, so, a wrench kind of gets thrown into his plans because his wife dies. And that was Ooh. basically his main source of income. And this is really what clinches it for him to go to Venezuela so he he basically has no money coming in. Um, mm -hmm. His family probably mm -hmm. hates him. It's not like there was a life insurance policy on his wife. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, right? She. I mean, she was just a. She was just there to look good and be related to people, basically. Right. Trophy wife. Yeah. Um. So he yeah. goes. He goes to Caracas, Venezuela. He enlists with Revolutionary General Francisco de Miranda. Um. And then he basically gets, let's see what he was promoted to. Uh, da, 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 da. He styled himself Sir Gregor, so they were um, really impressed with him. He said that he was a knight of the Portuguese Order of Christ. I swear he's just making stuff up. And what are they going to do? Fact check him? Yeah, these are Venezuelans. No. They don't know. Uh, yeah. He's, he's uh, given a cavalry battalion and the rank of colonel. Um, in his first action in battle, he routed a royalist force west of Marrakei. Um, he didn't really have much success in the battles after that, but they were the revolutionary leaders were still pleased with him. So mm -hmm. things are going pretty well. He marries someone down there, Josefa mm -hmm. Antonia Andrea Aristigueta y Lovera, uh, daughter of a prominent oh, Caracas family. Cousin of Simone Bolivar, apparently. So, again, I think his real skill was just, like, marrying people, basically. Schmoozing. Yeah, he was a, one of the great schmoozers. Right. Um, so, he does he does a few more battles um, with mixed success. Uh -huh. he, he, <laughs> but he kind of falls out with the Venezuelans. He actually, um, he actually like leaves them, and then they send him a letter, um, asking him to come back. 
and he doesn't find out about that for like two years. Oh no! And that's another one of those things where it's like you could be sent a letter and not know about it for years. For two years, yeah. His villains are like they. He left us on red. Yeah. So then he Dang. decides to conquer this island in Florida called <laughs> Amelia Island. <laughs> Just go there. They're gonna conquer this island. Yeah, so he's wow. like, it's like this. It sounds kind of cool. It sounds like it's an, a, like a pirate island, basically. Um, okay. He so he hires a bunch of guys from uh, Savannah, Georgia, uh-huh. to go on a boat with him to go out to Amelia Island and conquer it. Turns out he. This is this is where Clinkton would have probably helped. Yeah, yeah. Had that been around. They yes. so they sail out to the island. Uh, the people on the island vastly overestimate how many people he has and basically surrender <laughs> immediately. And so he wow. takes the island without firing a shot. Um, he stays there for a few days and then it becomes clear that enemy forces are going to retake the island. So he basically says, fuck this, I'm out and leaves and promotes <laughs> one of his subordinates to take over. <laughs> oh, wow. It's kind of like, well, you're in charge. Bye. Yeah, pretty much bye. Nice. Um, so then we come. This was just kind of another example of of Gregor McGregor's life. It's just like yeah, failing upwards, lying about his <laughs> past failing successes. Upwards, I love that. Another you know classic white guy. Um, yeah. So the the real thing that he's famous for is uh, something called the Poyes scheme. So one ah. thing. One thing that he was given, basically, was this parcel of land um, in South America that he called Poyes. It was a now this was a piece of land uh, lived in by the Mosquito people, indigenous okay. people. And one thing okay. that pe- one thing that you know colonizers would do is that they would make these indigenous peoples they would crown one of them king, you know. And they wouldn't really have any effective power, but this was just to say, you know, if some other colonizing force came in, they could say, well, you can't have this land. This is where the Mosquito King lives. It's basically... That sounds like some kind of boss battle on a Mosquito <laughs> yeah. King. I just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so the, the he was basically given this land that was basically owned by the Mosquito people, um and it what it was terrible land like it looked pretty but it was bad like you couldn't farm on it you couldn't really lay raise much livestock on it yeah and but this was perfect for mcgregor because all he cared about was how things looked you know what what benefits this could give to him how it could help him in society so he started calling himself the kazik of poyes Cazique being the Spanish American word for native chief. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and he says that he claims that um, that title was bestowed on him by the Mosquito King, but it was just something that he made up a uh, whole wow. cloth. So then he goes back to he goes back to Britain. He says, "Hey, I've got you know I've got this land, the land of Poyes, and you can you can be a settler there." If you just pay me this money, I will take you to Poyes, oh, and you can be a, a colonizer and a settler of Poyes. 
Oh, no. Um, so basically, he would just take money from people mm-hmm. who would either go there or people would just give him money as an investment, you know, mm-hmm. because he owned the land. Mm-hmm. And he would take people there, come to find out, you know, they basically couldn't live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was terrible and they had to come back mm-hmm. and they would try to get their money back from him but he's already you know like in france or in a different country <laughs> right yeah i heard that was kind of a common scheme at the time during like um like royal expansion is uh people you could just like make up the name of an island and yeah because what are they gonna do fact check it yeah there's no maps yeah and all the maps have, like, pictures of sea monsters on them. So how accurate are those? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I guess I could go out there and check, but there's a sea mo- There's that big sea monster around it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to stay clear of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so eventually, uh, Gregor McGregor's wife dies. Yosifa dies. He goes back to Venezuela, gets citizenship back. He pays to get his army rank back. Uh, and basically, the Venezuelans still like him. They consider him a hero. <laughs> they give him Venezuelan citizenship. He is. A... They give him a pension. Uh, he became a respected member of the local community. Um, and then he dies with full military honors. So things work out pretty well for old Gregory. Um, just goes to show crime pays. You're a white man. Yeah. Are you a white man? Do you like dressing up in full military regalia? Do you have money already? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, horrible. It's a great story. I want it to be a movie with, like, Matthew McConaughey or something. Well, and have some kind of comedic spin on it. Yeah. 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 Kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. About how ridiculous the whole thing is. That is wow. I can't even I'm trying to think of like something that would be similar today, like an example of a failing upwards like that. Yeah. Um probably oh I mean the classic now is you develop a cryptocurrency you uh-huh. meme it, you shitpost it, people uh-huh. buy in, you take the money and let the currency crash. Yeah. It's I mean, well, you're doing, perfect crime. you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think there are plenty of examples of it. It's just um, now it's more, uh, how do you say, like behind the scenes or like it's not publicized. And a lot of people can get away with, with stuff like that, with the failing upwards and there yeah. being many victims along the way that just are not. Nobody mentions them. Yeah. Those are not seen. Yeah. Unseen victims. So. Good yeah. stuff. That's nuts. Good stuff. Bad stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad stuff. Yeah. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. Very nice. Well, thank you for sharing those. That was. A wild ride from start to finish. Yeah, two unsavory characters. Two unsavory, savory characters. So that's kind of our 
crime this week. Uh, this is our mm-hmm. crime series. I guess we didn't. We should have mentioned that. Well, I think the people know by now. Yeah, you know how this criminals. works. Yeah, you know. Um, you know how it works. Yeah. So before we kind of sign off, uh, was there anything else you had, Georgia? I have a couple thoughts to share for okay. a little, you know, a little bit of Georgia's thoughts. As you guys know, our our loyal fan base, every once in a while, I'll just accumulate a bunch of, you know, things that just pop into my head. You know, it could be middle of the night. It could be, uh, you know, shower thoughts. other things. It's kind of my version of shower thoughts, but none of these happen in the shower. Okay. I, I want to be very that. clear about that. Very clear. <laughs> No, I am all business in the shower. There's no time for thinking. No, well, you mostly take long, out. luxurious baths. <laughs> no, I actually hate baths. I don't remember the last time I had a bath. <laughs> baths are awful, aren't they? Yeah, like what? I the last time I had a bath, I, it's just kind of sitting there, and it's too quiet, and it's like, what am I even doing? <laughs> what is, yeah. This is not large enough to swim. You just start crying. I, I was clean till I sat in the bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting wrinkles. This yeah. Is, no, no. And then there's whole, that whole thing of the argument of like, oh, take a shaft, which is a, like you a start shaft? as a bath. So you start and it's a bath and you relax or do whatever you're supposed to do in a freaking bath. And then you stand <laughs> up and you shower, and rinse shaft. yourself off. Well, yeah, and then there's just, the whole concept of bath bombs, which, uh, no, scary. <laughs> no, people do not buy bath bombs. Just, like, they're going to throw off your all your pH. Yeah. And The body is doing? a delicate balance. Yeah, stop. You don't need a bath bomb. Yeah. Because you know what happens? You put it in there, and it's cool for, like, you know, maybe 30 seconds. And then you're like... Well, now I'm sitting in tie-dye water. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Now I have to take a shaft. Yeah. Shower <laughs> off all this tie-dye. Yeah. Anyway, so to be clear, never had any of these thoughts taking a okay. shower or bath or shaft or bath bomb disaster. Anyway. So, um top of the list here uh you know i keep a running list of um words that are intense um just wanted to kind of recap yeah. that uh obelisk yep entity mm-hmm. monolith and then most recently uh mainframe from a couple episodes ago. Mainframe, mainframe is a big one very that's a big one i'm immediate these are words that like if they're presented alone or the subject of a sentence I'm a little intimidated. Yeah. You know. Nothing nothing good ever happens to a mainframe. No, right? Nothing good. If you would give me a sentence about a mainframe, it's not going to be like, oh, I, you know, the mainframe's doing quite well. My mainframe like, is great today. <laughs> like, no, the mainframe was hacked. Yeah. The mainframe has achieved intelligence. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's not, it's never going to be good. It's yeah. never going to be good. Yeah. Uh, and obelisks, are, I don't feel like they're ever really built. They just appear, you know. <laughs> yeah. An entity could be anything. I mean, if you knew what it was, you'd call it what it was. It's the yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the uncertainty so, that gets you. It's, yes. Yeah. Exactly. 
and monolith i think just speaks for itself it's one lith (laughs) (laughs) a couple liths i could deal with but just one dual with dual lith yeah you know actually that might be a little scarier i don't know yeah we'll have to Mm. think (laughs) about that anyway but um another thought i have is uh, you know that thing when animated characters, uh, they usually are animated with, with four fingers on each hand because it's easier. Right. Right. Uh, but I like that thing where on screen the animated character has to count to a number higher than four. And so they hold up like <laughs> right. you know, four on one hand and one finger on the other hand to count to five because they know they only have four fingers. <laughs> and I love that. I love that little in joke for animators. Yeah. That like in this world, yeah, everybody has four fingers, and that's that's a fact. <laughs> it's not just because they forgot to draw another finger, or it's much easier to draw four. Yeah. I love that, and I wish there was a name for it. But as far as I know, there, there has is. what is? Do you know an example of when that has happened? Like a movie yeah. or show you can remember? I mean, uh, most recently. I think it did happen on, on an episode of the DuckTales reboot that I okay. was watching. Yeah, that sounds And I saw right. someone like count to seven. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's just every once in a while. But I, and I, maybe, I like to think that it's like maybe the animators didn't even realize it until they got to like the third finger. They're like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. Bring the other hand up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love that, and I wish people would use that more. Yeah. Um, I also have the, this this comparison. Uh, ben Wolfard is to Timothy Chalamet as Ed Sheeran is to Rupert Grint. Ooh. Okay, that is a good one. And I feel like there's more of those out there, maybe. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of something. That has layers. That does. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. You got one. I'm. I'm close. Okay. I'm close to one. I think. Um. Because you kind of need four. Because it's like, blank is to blank yeah. as blank is to blank. Yep. I yeah, think. Really. Make it complete. Okay. So maybe like. Jojo Siwa is to Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side, we have like Addison Ray to Kira Knightley. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it's like it's like the the Finn and Timothy and Ed and Rupert is kind of like you know here's here's kind of maybe one version of this person. Here's and like here's. Here's God tier. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like here's you in 10 years. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. <laughs> or like this person started as one. And then yeah. uh, we had kind of an alternate universe, you know, fork <laughs> in the road. And then on one end, we ended up with Ben Wolfhard. And the other end, we ended up with Timothy Chalamet. Great cheekbones. Either way. Or hair. Or is way. it is it like gremlin and elf? versions you know maybe that's arguable with with rupert and ed but they're always they're you know they're both a little goblin-y yeah 
a little bit. It's just like, okay, you start with one red-haired man, and then, you know, we have our diversions yeah. in the time stream, and one, uh, you know, has this great singing voice. Uh -huh. And I'm not going to lie, he can sing very well. Yeah. Um, And then, on the other hand, you have a pretty great actor. Rupert Grint yeah. is a great actor. Yeah. So, it's, and, you know, maybe Rupert's a little bit more attractive than Ed. Obviously, look at them. But... You know, still doing pretty okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I but think, again, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that one. Yeah. So come, maybe next week you'll, you'll come back. I can't, with, with can't one of not those. think about it now. Right. Yeah. No, you're going to be thinking about this for a while, yeah. as was I. But, um, <laughs> okay. a couple more for you guys. Uh, I think that God has a special place in heaven for video game developers who made games that let you pause during cutscenes. Oh, yes. I can't I can't uh, even list the amount of times I've been interrupted in the middle of a key cutscene and I cannot pause it. So I have to be like ah, buh, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. And I look like the jerk cuz no, I have to see this 10 seconds of a cutscene. Yep. So this game makes sense to me. But so, uh, here's mm -hmm. what all cutscenes, here's what you should have controls during cutscenes. Mm. You should be able to uh -huh. pause, rewind, uh -huh. skip, fast Ooh. forward. You should also while it's paused, you should see a full transcript of all the dialogue in the cutscene. I think I need subtitles, the ability to skip and then the ability to pause. Mhm. Mm I'm, I'm good. Yeah. But I I think those I just have a special appreciation in my heart for games that let me do that. Yeah. Um also, I think the more artists featured on a song, the worse it gets. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so so by that metric, we are the world, probably the worst song ever made, which it is. So that works there you out. See? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like normally maybe it's like, you know, there's the artist and then there's one feature. And you're like, you know, and that can be good or bad. Uh -huh. It depends on what they bring to the table yeah um you know but then when it starts to be like you have the artist and maybe they have like two different rappers featuring like i kind of feel like there's only room for one yeah you know and and then it just kind of goes on from there and it's a, yeah just just keep it more cohesive and maybe just have one feature is this all so this all is, this has to be specifically features and not just like affiliated person so not like an orchestra you know, like a collaboration is different maybe i mean an orchestra obviously that's different but it'd be like you know um you know Katy perry feet jojo siwa yeah has, eh, has you know, to right? say feet be... yeah yeah <laughs> exactly okay so uh and then one more kind of hot take for you there's this kind of aesthetic among some women where like you have the 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 sweaters with the long sleeves and you're curled up with a book and some tea and you have like a bunch of plants in your house mm -hmm. and you know that's kind of your thing nothing wrong well, with I'm that here to, well i'm here to tell you <laughs> that uh tea is gross leaf water okay yep yep books are not your friends okay <laughs> Uh, and plants are not the new pets. 
plants do not care about you at all. Okay. <laughs> Neither do your books. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just books are not your best friends. They're great, you know, but book hoarding yeah. can be an issue. Book <laughs> yeah, do you have a problem with book hoarding? Um, you know, just just want to throw that out there. I've never really stopped. Check yourself. So just check yourself before you start getting too many plants. I would add, you don't have to like tea. You don't you have do to like it. You do not have to like tea. Do not you force can, yourself. Yes. And you can do these things individually. And it's you fine. can drink Mr. Pibb. I know some of you want to drink that instead. I know it doesn't look as good on the gram to have your little, like, you know, shot from a picture of, like, a book open. And then, like, maybe some leaves of a plant are coming in. And then you have a can of Dr. Pitt. That's going to throw off the whole thing. Yep. But yep. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'm going to think more of you, actually, yep. if you did that. But that's all I had for, for thoughts. Perfect. Great Georgia's thoughts. Take that. Uh, I'm going to kind of be grappling with some of those for probably the next several weeks. I know. And it takes me several weeks to, you know, accumulate. Enough. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have enough to fill up one of these in a day, but you don't. <laughs> Dear listeners. <laughs> All right. That has been another episode of Content Academy. Uh, tune in next week. We will probably have Alex back. Uh, we will be talking about more criminals. Mm hmm. I kind of like to think of these episodes as like uh, when teacher's gone and yep. uh, like the substitute doesn't really do their job and so then just like one of the kids in class just starts teaching yeah that's kind of what these are like mr abignale not abignale um <laughs> that, that, that kind of thing. yes okay um have a great week and we'll see you later class dismissed bye